We are living in challenging and uncertain times where leaders need support and encouragement to help them learn to navigate the world we are in. The Missional Formation Podcast is designed to help leaders thrive by promoting healthy rhythms that connect spiritual and missional practices. This podcast is hosted by two friends, an Irishman and an American. My name's Mark. My name is Winfield. And together we have more than four decades of experience training and coaching leaders from around the world. Each episode of the Missional Formation podcast will include conversations between us as well as interviews with leaders from around the world. And they're going to explore a variety of topics, including hope, resilience, and healthy rhythms for doing ministry in today's hectic world. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee and join us for the conversation. Hey, welcome to the Mission Formation Podcast. On today's episode, Winfield and I talk about hope and what it means to be a hopeful leader in these trying times and what lessons we might learn from the history of our past and maybe what can inspire us towards a hopeful future. Enjoy. Hey, Winfield, how's it going? Hey, Mark, it's going great. How are you doing today? I'm really good. How's life on your side of the pond? Well, I'm hanging in there. It's a crazy season of life, isn't it? And here we are at the beginning of Advent, and it's a time of watching and waiting and and just being reminded that our hope is in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was at the store this morning, and the lady said to me, it's a crazy time yet. The year seems to be flying past at the same time, doesn't it? Yeah. Like we're, what's it today? It's the second of December, first. It is. Yeah, it's the. Uh, I think. Gosh, I know time just flies. It's the first. First, it's the first December. So anyway, good stuff. Listen, we're just going to have a conversation about um, hope, and realistic hope. We mention it in the book, in the missional formation coaching book, and we just talk about how. The marks of healthy leadership is really to have some sort of realistic hope in their lives. Yeah, it's fair to say at the moment, it's really hard to have hope, isn't it, for a lot of people? You have a lot of people out of work. Um, You have um, incredible challenges, cultural challenges. You have economic challenges. um, You have civil unrest, depending on where you live in the world. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of real um, very real challenges that have been accelerated by uh, the, the coronavirus has really accelerated all of these things and, and brought them to the forefront. And more than ever before, um, I think Christian leaders need to rediscover hope, the theme of hope, which is one of the great themes of the Christian faith. Yeah. Yeah. And even if we look at our world over the last 50 years, it's, it's just changed so much, hasn't it? Because after, yeah. after the Second World War, things just seemed to get better and better. We were all going to go to the moon. Everything was going to get better. We had been flying around in cars in the sky like the Jetsons, and yet we just get hit by all these <laughs> big, um, these huge world changes where we're really not sure about what the future looks like for, for yeah. any of us at different levels. And this pandemic has been... You know, has been so interesting the way that nearly everybody in the world, their whole 
world point has been through and the chaos by what's happened and turmoil. Well, what's fascinating about it, Mark, is um, this affects all of us. And it's yeah. not just one particular nation that's affected by these things. Um, we're all, in many ways, all in this together. Um, and this is a global thing that's happening. And I, I think we're also just reminded, I think this idea of hope, how can you have hope in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of such great challenges? Um, one of the ways that I find hope, Mark, is by just looking and digging through the pages of church history. Yeah, because uh, a lot of times when you can't see the future, you can look back and say, "What has the church done?" Um, and one of the things we see is that pandemics, economic crises, challenges, wars, civil unrest—these, the, the, this is nothing new to the church, and it's not new to God. Yeah. And the church in each um, age has found fresh hope and new hope. Um, to live out faithfully their, um, the gospel for the times in which they're called to live. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we're, I, part of what we're doing is interviewing leaders and just what hope meets, means to them around the world. And we're going to drop quite a few podcasts. We've done people from different parts of the world and all different walks of life. So we're always asking what hope means. And it's interesting in the, in the classical Greek myth, you know, we hear about the Pandora's box. But when mm. Pandora opened the jar, um, it released death and all the other challenges of human life. And she closed it again quickly as she could, trapping inside that one remaining human attribute, which is hope. So the one thing that was trapped inside the Pandora's box was hope. And it's funny because, you know, studies are shown now that, you know, hope and fear is actually experienced by us all and embedded in the structure of our brain so it's a, a physiological thing that's embedded in our brain um and and that flight or fight response has evolved in our frontal cortex so you know this this hope or this hope and fear and flight and fight is is part of our frontal cortex communicating with the different deep regions in our brains so so it tells us that the human tendency to hope is a consequence of our evolution, which you've just said. You know, we've hope and fear who we are, who we've always been, and especially in the church. And even when I was growing up in Northern Ireland, I had two boyhood heroes that were that I just loved to read about and 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 find out more about. And they were Walt Disney and Albert Einstein. Mm. And my my fascination with those guys were the fact that they represented two very different things of creativity, two poles of creativity. Disney was all about using his imagination to create something new. And Einstein was a master of explaining what was already there. You know, and I, I love those two, two elements of, of, of those two people. And another group of people that I was really fascinated growing up was a group of, of church ladies in Belfast and these small group of ladies walked to a small church in Belfast every week to have a Bible study and pray for peace in Northern Ireland and I mean in 2020 that's not much of a story in Northern Ireland yet when I was young it was a huge story you know if you could imagine the news every night was about um, how a soldier has lost their life how a police officer was blown to pieces how a terrorist ambushed something how an innocent person was shot you know 
how the riots, people were rioting. So there's these small ladies of, this small group of ladies going to pray in a church for peace for Northern Ireland was a crazy thing for them to do in the turmoil of what was happening. Yet they kept going and they kept going and they kept going to this small church in Belfast every week to pray and do a Bible study. And yet years later, peace came to Northern Ireland. And in 1996, Northern Ireland's politicians signed an historic peace agreement that lasts even till today. And those mm. ladies are one of the reasons that I, I chose a role in the church because I seen that they, they hoped for something and they'd seen something that wasn't already there. But through their faith, yeah. they, they, through their faith, they just kept praying into that and finding out what God was already doing in their lives. Even when maybe there was so many people thought they were a bit crazy doing that. So for me, like Disney, Einstein, the church ladies faced much personal adversity hmm. during their life journeys. Yeah. But at the same time, they were able to inspire hope and humanity in so many different ways. And that's what, that's what inspires me today. That's what sort of keeps me going, you know? Well, I love the idea of hope. And we talk about it in the book that um, using the term, uh, uh, we need a realistic hope. Um, we're not, we're not, not talking about um, just, you know, blind optimism, you know, or triumphalism, um, but being realistic about the challenges that we face. But again, by looking back, we're able to know that God is able to, um, to get us through this and, and that God will. And think in terms of your, your personal story, what has God done in your own life in the past? And what has God done in the church? So there's, there's almost a personal hope that we have to um, have, but there's also a corporate. And I think that's another reality that's, that's going on is there's corporate anxiety in the world and in nations at the moment. And this is where the church and, and, and Christian leaders, we need each other. This is why we need coaching. This is why we need support and friendships is um, sometimes when your hope runs ragged and you're kind of hanging on to kind of a tether and a string, we need friendships. We need godly friendships. And I think one of the great gifts for me is, you know, our friendship, Mark, you know, over the past few months, um, well, the past few years, but in particular, the past few months, we just talk and pray for each other every day. And we're in different countries, you know, you're, you're, you're in Ireland, I'm in America, but we talk every day and encourage each other. And it's been so life-giving. And I think just having, pressing into those type of friendships and relationships are one of the ways that we find hope. And I think that's where I would just encourage those maybe listening. Yeah. Who do you need to call? Um, maybe you need to call someone else to offer hope. But maybe you're maybe you're hurting and maybe you're empty at the moment. And um, don't be afraid to reach out to someone and ask for prayer and just reach out to someone that you know and love and share with them, you know, that, that you need help and you need encouragement. Yeah, did I speak to you more at the minute than to do to my own wife? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> but, I love it. Yeah, and like just to finish off, what you've said is just so... I mean, it's so real and everything in the news, everything, how we're, we're programmed now in the media and social media is to believe that we maybe aren't that important. And if we're not that important, maybe we maybe aren't that hopeful. And yeah. just to finish off, there's a little 
bench close to where I live that looks out over the sea, which I know you and I love that that view. Yeah. It just looks over the, the ebb and flow of the Irish Sea. And and it got us both thinking about how, you know, as you said, people are maybe feeling a bit down and maybe a bit worthless at the minute. Yet there's something very special about who we are as human beings and how we influence our world with our presence. Because say, say uh, when you were born, you were held by a 70-year-old and then you grew up and you were lucky enough to live to 70 and you held another newborn. That means you would have uh, influenced the world for nearly 200 years through those three generations. I mean, that's quite an achievement for every human being to embrace, you know? Yeah. And we also, in our book, just to finish, we, we touch in the movie Rogue One, a Star Wars story, because we both love Star Wars, where the leaders of the rebellion were facing overwhelming odds against them when the main character, Jen Erso, reminded them, listen, we have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. And I suppose if you think about it, you know, you and I believe that Christianity was a rebellion built on hope mm -hmm. in the midst of war, persecution, and pandemic. And these hope can hope is what's actually sustained the church throughout the ages. And Romans 15, 13 in the Message Bible says, May the God of green hope fill you with joy, fill you up with peace, so that your believing lives filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit will brim over with hope. That's powerful stuff. So leaders of the future, realistic hope is what we're going to have to try and get a grasp of. You know, I'd love to end with um, a quote from, you know, one of my favorite authors of all times, you know, J.R. Tolkien and, you know, in, in his, his, his trilogy, Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. you know, you have Frodo who is this unlikely leader you know, this little hobbit from the Shire who providence and fate has brought him this ring. And um, in this moment, he's the one chosen to carry the ring. And then there's the fellowship of the ring. You know, it's just this yeah. great epic that has all of these Christian overtones. And, and hope is really one of the underlining themes throughout um, the whole series. And, yeah. you know, Frodo has this moment, they're going through the dark mines of Moria and he says, he says, I wish the ring had never come to me and I wish none of this had ever happened. And, and Gandalf, you know, the, the great wise wizard replies and says, so do all who live to see such times, but that's not for them to decide. All we have to do is to decide what to do with the time that has been given us. And I think that's it. We're in a moment. Um, none of us chose to be in this particular moment in this time. Yeah. Um, but this is the time that God has called us um, for such a time as this to be in the kingdom and to serve him wherever we are, whatever we're called to do. And um, so I think that's a great way to just kind of end in encouraging yeah. us to have a realistic hope yeah. and to be faithful with the time that has been given us. Yeah. And to choose that response. Yeah. We have to respond. And that's what hope does. Hope isn't just you know, something we just put up on a shelf. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not just blind optimism, but hope gives us courage to live out our life, to go out and face the world um, in all of its uncertainties and all of its challenges. God gives us, I love that message Bible version that you just said, 
mm-hmm. the green hope of God. There's a greenness in the midst of winter, in the midst of uncertainty and gray and darkness. There's a, there's a light. There's a, there's a green hope um, that God wants to give us today. Yeah. Good stuff. Listen, go on. I'll talk to you again. All right. All right, Mark. You have a great day. Good luck. You too. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Missional Formation Podcast. If you're interested in learning more information about the Missional Formation Coaching model, visit us at missionalformationcoaching.com. We offer training that is uniquely designed to train individuals who want to be equipped in the skill set of coaching as a missional formation coach. Check us out at missionalformationcoaching.com. Have a great day.